Now on Drama on News Talk, producer Brian Gallagher takes us back in time to a seaside holiday in 60s Ireland, during which two women face an intriguing moral dilemma. In his radio play, Secrets. I've enjoyed the chat, Mark, but that's not why we're in a twee cafe sipping overpriced coffees. Okay, cut to the chase. Austin Macy, as soon as I heard he died, I got this idea. Yeah? What better tribute than a follow-up to his 60s documentary? And who better to direct it than the child star of the original? Sorry, Mark, but I don't think so. No? Sometimes... Sometimes the past is better left behind. Come on, Damien, there's wonderful footage... If we cross-cut the 60s stuff with new material and a where-are-they-now approach... I see the appeal, Mark, but I can't do it. Why not? It hinges on following up the people from the original film, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but what's wrong with that? It would... it would be too intrusive after all this time. But that's not the real reason, is it? Come on, Damien. If I tell you, it's strictly between ourselves. OK. So tell me. Well, I suppose really it started with the launch of Radio Caroline. This is Damien Lawler of Radio Caroline interviewing Miss Scylla Black. That's a pretty groovy song, Scylla. Tell us how you chose it. Well, my manager said, Scylla, he said, Scylla, you've got Did a... Did you not hear me calling you? Uh, no. Sorry, Dad. That bloody radio. Turn it off. The taxi's here. Okay, Dad. I'll catch you later, Scylla. I cut out that nonsense, Damien. Come on. Sheila! Did you switch off the gas at the mains? Yes, and will you calm down? You'll give yourself a heart attack. I'm grand, but the taxi man's waiting. Come on, kids. Up, 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 up. Here, bless yourselves. Looking back, that departure really summed up my parents. There was Dad, always the organiser, early for everything, suitcases in the hall half an hour before the taxi, then usually in a flap over some last-minute hiccup. And Mam, blithely leaving all arrangements to Dad and blessing everything that moved, as befitted her role of defender of the faith... Our annual two weeks in Bray was the highlight of 1964 for Maeve and me. This year we were being joined by Grandad, Uncle Jerry and Auntie Kathleen, and, the social success of the family, Uncle Mike and Aunt Hazel, who had their own car and lived in a semi-detached house in Clontarf. Mike was Mam's younger brother, and when he met Aunt Hazel, everyone had been delighted. Even the fact that Hazel was a Protestant hadn't upset Mam too much, the deal being that any children would, of course, be brought up as Catholics. The problems only arose when, after four years of marriage and no kids, Mike considered the possibility of becoming Church of Ireland to facilitate adoption. You should have a word with him, Vincent. I should. He's your brother, Sheila. But it would be better coming from another man. I mean, he's talking about leaving the faith. He just wants a child, and the Catholic adoption agencies won't give them a baby. Neither will the Protestant ones. So either Hazel becomes Catholic or Mike becomes Protestant. Exactly. So have a quiet word. Right. Good. But all that was adult stuff, and I was concerned about more pressing matters, like working for Radio Caroline when I left school, and enjoying the holiday that stretched out before us. And here came Grandad, who smoked and drank all his life, yet enjoyed perfect health. Grandad had worked in London for nearly 30 years, but with the death of his second wife last year, Mam and Aunt Kathleen felt he should come home. Well, Eddie, good journey down. Smashing. 
Had a couple of pints beforehand in my lies to set me up. Not a bother then, not a bother. Start the way you intend to continue, eh? God, you never said it through a word. Where he might live, though, was a bone of contention, with Dad claiming that if Grandad moved in, he'd be moving out, and that if Aunt Kathleen was so keen to have him, she could put him up. Aunt Kathleen was Mam's older sister, and for her sins, she was married to Uncle Jerry, our would-be family comedian, and we were all staying in Mrs Butler's guest house. Well, it's great to meet you all, and I hope you have a lovely stay in St Anthony's. I'm sure we will, Mrs B. And you have reserved the bridal suite for me and Kay here, what? It's Jerry! Oh, I can see I'll have my hands full with you. Anyway, if you'd all like to follow me, I'll show you to your rooms. Damien, you know, you know the way Uncle Mike and Aunt Hazel can't have a baby? Yeah. Would you say that could be a punishment from God for Uncle Mike marrying a Protestant? Don't be stupid. Aunt Hazel is really nice. I know, but Sister Regina said that no matter how nice a Protestant seems, they'll all still go to hell. Sister Regina? Sure she has a moustache. What's that got to do with this? Maybe that's her punishment from God for being such a pain. I'm going to explore the garden. And that's where I first met the Shaws. We could go to Lawrence of Arabia. It's on the Royal. Aye, they say it's really good. That's all right. Gordon took me to it in Glasgow. A dance will be better tonight, though. Why would a dance be better? Because this time next year, I won't be dancing. I'll be married to Gordon. And while he's away on his course, I'm going to enjoy my last family holiday. I don't really feel like dancing. Oh, you will when you get there. And you might meet some nice Irish fellas. Listen to this. Laurel Park is renowned for its exclusive adult clientele. Hello. Well, hello there. Are you the Scottish family? Well, we're a Scottish family. And who would you be now? I'm Damien Lawler. I'm Mrs Shaw and these are my daughters, Mary and Liz. Where's Mr Shaw? Mr Shaw died eight years ago. Oh. Oh, I'm really sorry. Oh, that's all right. I thought you might be going dancing yourself tonight. Have you got a lady friend? Uh, no. No, I'll be going to the road show. Don't mind her. Time enough for all that later. Uh, yeah. But if you are interested in music, the Royal Show Band are coming next Friday. Are they really? Yeah. I'm hoping to go into broadcasting when I leave school. So I'm well up on the pop scene. Well, aren't you the ambitious young man? Are you here with your family? Yeah, they're inside unpacking. You'll meet them at tea time. You haven't got an older brother for Liz here, have you? Mary? No, sorry. Oh, too bad. But we look forward to meeting them. No arguments. You come with us, Peggy. She can't be going off the bingo on your own. I don't want to intrude. Sure, what intrude? And we are going to be here for the next two weeks. So no making strange. You join our gang while the girls go to their dance. You're very kind. Yeah, she love it, Peggy. It's the best thing in pub and bray. That's not a word of a lie. Checked it out before tea. As creamy a pint of stout as ever I tasted. Good. Though I'm not normally a great pub goer. Ah, sure, neither are Mike and Hazel. Sure, they're only Holly and Ivy drinkers too, and they'll be there. Will we? I thought we might go to the roadshow. That's our first night, Hazel. Let's all go out together. OK, I suppose the roadshow will hold till tomorrow. And I'll fill you in on what tonight's show was like. Oh, thanks, Damien. That settles it. So Maeve and I went to the roadshow, a fit-up variety show, and then, as part of our nightly holiday ritual, we bought chips on the way home. There was probably about a month's supply of cholesterol in every bag, but to this day, I remember those as the most succulent, mouth-watering chips ever. Mam says it's common to suck the vinegar from the bottom of the bag. And Damien says it's gorgeous to suck the vinegar from the bottom of the bag. Excuse me, mister. Yeah? I... I overheard you. I don't mean I was eavesdropping, but I did overhear you and... And, well... I'm not kid. Are you really going to film the roadshow? 
Sure I am. Filming it for American TV. It's just... You see, I'm planning a career in broadcasting myself. Broadcasting, huh? What's your name, kid? Damien. Well, Damien, you got me on a good day. So the answer is yes. The answer? To the question I would have asked when I was your age. Can you come along and watch us do some filming, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Gosh, thanks, mister. Macy, Austin Macy. Filming starts on Monday morning. Ten o'clock at the bandstand. Brilliant. I thought you were filming the road show, though. Filming Monday night show. Want to shoot some locations first. Right. Don't worry. You can be there the night we film the road show. Great. That morning is etched into my mind's eye like few others. Brother Joseph used to say that inattention at Mass was a sin. Well, I really sinned that Sunday, my head swimming with the excitement of having met a real live filmmaker. Then Mass was over and we went outside. So, how was the hop, girls? Great. I saw you praying hard, Liz. Special intention that you'd meet a rich farmer at the next dance, what? Sure, a couple of grand girls like yourselves, the fellas must have been queuing up. Oh, we'd to beat them off with a stick. Well, are we going for a pint? Uh, it's a bit early for me, Grandad. <laughs> <laughs> Still, I wouldn't say no to a small gin. So, what time does Hazel's service end? About 12, she reckons. Quick word, Mike. Yes? Talking of Protestant services, Sheila mentioned that you were thinking of... of switching? It's a possibility. Have you... well, have you thought it all through? Endlessly, Vincent. Endlessly. Now, if you'll excuse me, I want to get a paper. Right. And so we settled into the normal holiday routine. Breakfast in St Anthony's, down to the front, Grandad Jerry and Kathleen usually opting for a liquid lunch in a pub while we had tea and sandwiches on the beach. Stretching a shilling into an hour's entertainment in the Fun Palace, followed by swimming, putting, sandcastle building or whatever else came our way. Then we'd all return to freshen up for the evening meal, which, with Mrs Butler's generous portions, set everyone up for the night. And what nights... Maeve and I would go to the road show, sometimes with the adults, on our own if they were going to bingo or the singing pub. And best of all, Austin Macy was going to film the road show. So, when will you be filming then, Mr Macy? Tomorrow night. I must make a point of attending. Please, come as my guest. Any of you who'd like to. And have you always been a filmmaker, Mr Macy? Not when I used to work on my uncle's farm in Mullinavet. You're Irish? Sure. Moved to the States when I was 15, served in the army, then used my Bill of Rights to go to film school. I see. So what about you? Are you all related? No, but we're all staying in the same guest house. Mary, Mammy and I are from Glasgow. The rest of us are all related. And my granddad, uncle and aunt are with us too. But they're in the pub tonight. Damien! I'm sure they'll come tomorrow night though. They won't want to miss you filming. It's less glamorous than you think. And there's a lot of hanging around, so get a good hearty breakfast under your belt for tomorrow. Now, here we are. And your special pot of extra strong, Mr Moore? Ah, you have me spoiled, Mrs B. Sure isn't that what a holiday's all about. You really ought to talk again with Mike. I said I would, Sheila. I know. But it needs the right moment. I'm biding my time. Well, don't bide too long. Could I go now, ma'am? Sure not meeting Mr Macy till ten. I know, but I'd like to be early. Oh, go on, then. And brush your teeth before you leave. Thanks, ma'am. 
See you later. Off to your filming? Yeah. Good luck, Damien. Remember us when you're big in Hollywood. I'll, uh, I'll talk to my agent about that. What happened to Radio Caroline? I might make a film about Radio Caroline. Setting up a shot carefully is the nuts and bolts, Damien. It's not glamorous. There's a lot of waiting and checking, but the key to good filming is preparation. Right. What's the best angle here? Do I zoom in slowly or pan quickly? you got to compose every shot, just like a photographer or a painter. Okay. The key thing is getting the right image. You tell the story with the pictures. And did you learn all this in film school? Film school and on the job. Did you always want to make films? Like when you were my age? When I was your age, I loved going to films. Making them seemed an impossible dream. So you didn't go to America to work in Hollywood? I went to America to escape poverty. And you joined the army? Worked in a bar first. Joined the army after Pearl Harbor. So when did you decide to make films? During a three-hour artillery barrage in Bougainville. I shared a foxhole with a screenwriter called Joe Zamowski. Yeah? Joe was from Nowheresville, Idaho. And I realized you didn't have to be born in Beverly Hills to get into movies. Right. Remember that, Damien. If you try to get into filmmaking, you'll meet difficulties. But if you want it enough, you can succeed. Anyone from anywhere can succeed. Right. Come on, Maeve. Last one buys the candy floss. Have your purse ready. <laughs> the bank holidays, of course. All these bloody day trippers. Don't be snobbish, Da. Everyone can't afford to come for two weeks. <laughs> Just as well, or we'd never get into a pub. Will you look at your woman in the slacks? Someone should have told her to stick to wearing tents. Jerry! <laughs> Dave Glover is playing in the Arcadia tonight, Liz. And tomorrow night, it's the Pacific Show Band. Wednesday, the Graduates. Thursday, the Jets. When there's no doubt about it, for the girl who's engaged, you're mad keen on the dancing. My heart belongs to Gordon. He has a big job at ACA. Vincent? But I can still dance with others. Damien, finished your filming? Yeah, the crew are gone to the pub for lunch. There's a holy and a wholesome thought. Have you all played pudding? Yes, but if you want to go, I'll play with you. Thanks, but it's not that I wanted to play. Mr Macy's filming there about three o'clock, and I'll be working the clapperboard. Really? Yeah, and it would be brilliant to have someone from our group in the film. I think you've just elected yourself, Liz. Would you? All right. Great. It will be good practice for me. Though Mr Macy says these are just establishing shots. The big job is tonight. Tonight? At the road show. I won't be with you in the audience. I'll be working on it. And Mr Macy wants you all in it. He asked can we meet this afternoon to discuss it in the Royal Hotel. Great, thank you all for coming. I, and, and please, help yourself to, uh, to tea and sandwiches. So I've, I've, I've a proposition to put to you. Oh, yes? Nothing terribly exciting, but I'd like to broaden the scope of my film. I, I want to record for posterity the end of the road shows. They won't admit it, but TV is killing them. They'll be gone in a year or two. Really? I'm afraid so. And where do we come into this? I'd also like to record the sort of family holiday you're all having in Bray. Yeah? The type of holiday you're having, I reckon its days may be numbered as well. Sugar? Uh, yeah, one spoonful, please. Why do you think that? Package holidays taking off, car ownership is rising. Next year there'll be a car ferry from Hollyhead to Dunleary. The old notion of checking into a resort like Bray for a full two weeks, already it's waning. But the place is packed. Not as packed as in previous years. I want to catch the mood while it still appears thriving. And what's our role? 
I want to record the style of a, a resort holiday seen through the eyes of a group like yourselves. I don't know about that. Uh, nothing too intrusive. Shots of you on the front climbing Bray Head on a day trip to Paris Court. We're on holidays. This sounds like war. I'd impinge as little as possible on your holiday. And of course you'd be paid a fee. I'd really like you to be part of the story. So what do you say? Thank God, Jerry, but this'll be the easiest money ever. Here, Mac, same again. I don't know, Eddie. We're probably very interesting in our own right. Otherwise, he wouldn't have approached us. Jesus, <laughs> he can approach me any time. Getting good money to be filmed sitting on your arse in a deck chair. So it's a bobby's job. Still, it will be a bit of an intrusion. So what odds? Isn't it money for jam? Well, as a, as a union man, I'd say the compensation is only right and proper. Well, of course, there is that, right enough. And I didn't like him suggesting that we were like the last of some dying breed. That everyone who's anyone will be gone on holidays to the continent in future. The continent? That'll never catch on. So what sort of points would you get in a place like Spain, I ask you? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Continental holidays, is he? For everyone. Working class folk like us all switching to Spain, if you don't mind. Actually, I'm not feeling great. I think I'll have a lie down this morning. Do you want an aspirin, love? No, thanks. I have some. You didn't eat a hamburger from one of those vans, did you? No. Because Dad says you wouldn't know what's in them. I'm sure I'll be fine, Damien. Good. The weather forecast said it'll be glorious, so we'll need to stake out our spot on the beach. When we do the cliff walk, that'd be a good time. What? For you to have a proper chat with Mike. It's something that can't be ducked. OK, I'll try. Night, Damien. Night, Maeve. What's the betting you dream about Mr Macy? Well, he is fascinating. He was a barman in a place called Hell's Kitchen and he fought the Japs during the war. Maybe, but I heard Uncle Jerry say he's a bit of a Mickey Dazzler. Uncle Jerry's just jealous and he took his fee fast enough. Bloomin' sure, we all did. Gosh, I'm really tired. I'm really thirsty. I think I'll go down to the kitchen and get a glass of milk. Want anything? No, thanks. OK. But I got more than I bargained for when I overheard a conversation in the kitchen. It's all right, love. It's all right. I'm sorry for springing this on you. I, I, I just couldn't keep it in any longer. That's all right, pet. Shouldn't you talk to your mother, though? I can't tell her. She mustn't ever know. But Liz... No. No, you see... Her whole life revolves around the church. She works for the nuns in the local convent. If word got out uh, I was pregnant, her world would collapse. Well, can't you tell your sister then? Eventually, Mary would tell her. She'd feel she had to. And, and what about the father? I hardly know him. I see. Please, don't misunderstand. I've, I've never done that before. There was... <laughs> There was an office party and some of the girls got me drunk. I normally drink very little, but anyway, Ian, the boy who, the father, he and his friend somehow wound up in our group. It's all an awful blur. I haven't seen him since that night. Oh, Liz, you poor lamb. You poor, poor lamb. OK, positions, everyone. Hey, Hazel, try to look like someone on holiday. Sorry, so busy concentrating, I forgot I'm having a ball. Just smile and look natural. Okay, ready? And action. It's a mid-shot, Damien. Then we pan and cut. 
Okay, folks, that was good. Yeah? Look great. We just do another take. Even though it looked great? We do several takes with scenes we can control. I'll pick the best one later when I'm editing. What happens in scenes you can't control? Well, we use several cameras and shoot all we can as it happens. That's the way we'll film you and the Kaylee. Oh, whoa there. What? It sounded for one crazy moment like you thought I'd be dancing in the Kaylee. Don't tell me that you won't be. I'll happily return my fee with interest before dancing in a Kaylee. Once they come round the corner of the cliff, we start shooting. Like waiting to ambush the Japs. Damien, no. Hand grenades and flamethrowers don't do much for the human form. Fighting the Japanese was a living nightmare. Not a bit like the John Wayne movies. Oh, right. Just so you don't get any false notions that it was glamorous. Okay. Now, for a shot like this, we need to consider zooming and... Focusing? Correct. Look, you can tell me to bugger off and mind my own business, but please don't. Sheila really worries about you. I know. So she asked me to talk to you, man to man. And, well, I, I don't want to give offence. You see... Oh, God, I'm useless at this. It's OK, Vincent. I'm not going to bite your nose off. But Hazel means the world to me. Making her happy is important, very important. Of course. I've been put through the hoops with religion. The church certainly didn't make things easy when I married Hazel. I know. At the same time... Changing your religion, it's a very big step. I haven't said I definitely am. So? But we'd give a really good home to a baby. Yet because Hazel's a Protestant, the Catholic agencies won't give us a child. In fairness, the Protestant agencies cater to Protestant couples. So one of us needs to change. And Hazel already compromised a lot when we got married. It seems fair that this time it should be me. I see. Hazel really wants to be a mother, and I think she'd be a wonderful one. Absolutely. So, you see my dilemma? Sheila won't thank me for saying this, but I'll back whatever you decide. Ahoy there! Coming into camera range. Behave naturally. Time to earn our fees. Yeah, and Vincent, thanks for, for understanding. I'll keep you posted. Whatever I decide. You're listening to Secrets on Drama on News Talk. Well, how are the walkers? I feel I've gone from Land's End to John O'Groats. Did you go all the way round to Greystones? All the way round and back. I think my feet died about an hour ago. I'll follow you up. I just want to get a glass of water. I'll come on down to the kitchen, so. Would you really like some water? No, thanks. I spoke to Father this morning. He'll meet you on Monday. He's... He's very sympathetic. Right. And I do appreciate it, but... What? But it doesn't change things. I'm still carrying a baby. You wouldn't... You wouldn't do anything foolish. No, but no matter what, Mummy must never, ever know about this. OK. This... This stays our secret. Good to see the footage on screen, huh? Brilliant. First time you've seen film projected? Yes, apart from the cinema. But that doesn't count. Not compared to this. Well, that's for sure. I still remember seeing on screen the first footage I shot. Yeah? Knew right then I was hooked for life. Right. I learned, too, that being a filmmaker wasn't just about shooting a story. It was having the curiosity to find stories in the first place. 
and Austin Macy was always curious. Why do so many Scottish people come over here on holiday? Well, I suppose Ireland is its different, but still similar. So people who want a change, but not too much of a change, come here. Hey, that would be it. Or some of them might come to meet handsome, charming Americans. Right, Liz? Mary? <laughs> don't mind her, Mr Macy. Well, I don't. And anyway, I don't qualify. Do you hear him playing at being modest? I meant I'm Irish, not American. Oh, so you're accepting the handsome, charming bit? I don't know about handsome, but it seems I may need the charm. How do you mean? I'd like some shots of you all coming and going from the digs. But, but Damien tells me your landlady isn't keen. But she's really, well... What? She seems kind-hearted. I'd say she'd be approachable. Good. Next day, after Sunday Mass, Grandad was eager to spend his earnings as an extra. Here, Mac, give us the news of the world. Right, Jibby. Well, a week gone already. I know. Where does the time go? Will we head to Kyo's? Well, we'd planned a picnic lunch on the front. She can't you join us for a quick jar first? I can't. I said I'd meet Hazel after her service. There might be tea with the vicar, what? When we could be running to the pub for lunch, like you. Here, what's blowing fluffy? This'll be really stupid. What's blowing fluffy? Pink fluff holding its breath. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that settles it. I need a stiff drink before our picnic. eat your sandwich. Oh, ma'am, I can't eat them when the tomatoes have gone soggy. They're yuck. There'll be no apple tart for you till you eat your sandwich. Oh, ma'am. Now, a growing girl needs her nourishment and tomatoes are full of vitamins. Tell you what, I quite like them soggy. I'll swap you a freshly made tomato sandwich for yours. Will you, Liz? You're a star. God, last night's Ask the Experts was really good. Ask the Experts? It's a thing in the paper where you ask any question under the sun and the experts will always answer it. Okay, why did God create the fly? Ah, not stuff like that. But when you think of it, what was God thinking of creating the fly? It's not for us to question God's will. Everything that happens is part of his plan. The experts don't answer questions about God. It's things like, is there a village in Ireland called Glockamora? Sure. But is that little stream still running there? Where can I write to the Clancy brothers? My slip disc is giving me trouble again. Are there any exercises I could do? Yes, walk to the nearest back specialist. (laughs) Dad, I'm trying to show what the questions are like. Our three-month-old heifer calf has a cough and is very weak. What can we do? Have it for lunch. Vincent, (laughs) that's disgusting, Dad. I'm sorry my dad is making jokes, but it's a really good column, Mrs Shaw. I'm sure it is, Damien. I'm sure it is. But while we were seeking answers from Ask the Experts... Liz had gone for guidance to Father Farrell. Thank you, Father. Help yourself to milk and sugar. As my mother used to say, there's no problem isn't easier tackled with a cup of tea. Well, to business. Mrs Butler told me the background, but before we get down to practical matters, I thought we should first deal with the spiritual end. How do you mean, Father? Since the the incident, have you made a good confession? Yes, Father. Lovely. Good girl yourself. On to the practical front, then. I got on to one of our agencies in Scotland this morning. Yes? Rest assured, practical help will be organised. Right. This business about not telling your mother, though... What about her? Naturally, she'd be very upset at first. What mother wouldn't be? 
But our experience is that it's easier to work with a family than behind their backs. No, Father, she mustn't know. Uh, Cause her too much pain. I'm not saying you ought to have the baby while living at home. I know you wouldn't want to be that brazen. But if you moved away for a while, with your family's support... No, Father, I'm sorry, but I told Mrs Butler, and I thought she told you. Very well, then. There's an order of nuns in Edinburgh who run a hostel, an adoption agency, and they'll help you. A hostel? Look, beggars can't be choosers, Liz. If you were telling your family, it might be possible to stay with relations. That would be more convenient for the nuns. Probably more convenient for you, too. I won't break my mother's heart for the sake of convenience, Father. The nuns will provide proper medical care and your baby will go to a good home. Edinburgh is 60 miles away from where you live, so no one need ever know. That'll be strangers all the way, won't it? Well, yes. Because the boy who got me pregnant was practically a stranger. I'd be living in a hostel with strangers, giving birth among strangers, giving my baby away to strangers. Now, Liz, come on, there's a good girl. It sounds worse than... I don't know if I can go through it this, Father. I I hope you're not suggesting... I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm exhausted keeping up a front and I'm not sure... I'm not sure I can go through it this. I've got four cards left and just three stamps. Sure you'll be passing the post office on your way to film the dog show. The dog show? We're filming the Sandcastle competition today and Brayhead tomorrow. We're not filming the dog show till Wednesday. You'll still pass the post office on your way to meet Mr Macy for the shot. The shoot? Oh, shot, shoot, whatever you call it. There's more to life than filming. I know. What do you mean? But I didn't want to blab about Liz. Nothing. I... forget it. Nothing. Well, I'm sure glad the road goes two-thirds of the way up Bray Head. Yeah, it's great. Like being on a safari. The real safari will be hauling the gear up to the summit. And we get the hottest day of the year to be pack horses. That's filmmaking. 10% inspiration. 90% perspiration. <sighs> Can't beat a holiday for relaxation. <laughs> Tell my throbbing leg muscles. Just this once I half envy Dad and Jerry and Kathleen sitting in some cool pub. You can go to an owl pub anytime, but we'll have brilliant views from the top. Of course we will, dear. Where would we be without the wains to keep us right, eh? Yes, indeed. Wains? Young children. Mummy loves them. She should have had about ten herself. A wee, a cheeky wee, madam. Haven't the two of you was enough? More than enough travel to bring into the world. Right, here's the temperance. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Look at this article. There's one in the eye for the English. What is it? Charlie Wilson, the great train robber, has escaped. Do you tell me? Forced he robs them blind. Then when they catch him, they let him escape. Bread and water's what these criminals need. Lock them up and throw away the key. Well, I suppose that's one approach. I've seen these spivs in London. Proper pups they are. Sure, they're not a bit afraid of being sent to prison these days. They got the Arabs of the right idea. Chop the hands off them. Yes, or why not go the whole hog and have them hung, drawn and quartered? Might put manners on them right enough. 
Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Dad, could we get a car here? There's a Ford Prefect on sale in the paper for £23. What you'd get for £23, Maeve, is a heap of junk and an ulcer worrying about it. But we could go for spins, excursions. If we want an excursion, we're near the train and Daddy gets the bus to work. Besides, I reckon you'd buy about 200 points for £23. <laughs> now you're talking. And sure hasn't the bus always been good enough for us. We don't have to try and impress anyone. We're at ease with ourselves the way we are. I've told everyone in my postcards all about Mr Macy. Oh, Macy, Lacey, yon, yon, yon. You're just jealous. No, I'm not. Are you not seeing Mr Macy today? Yes, he's shown me more of what's been shot. What time is it now? It's four o'clock. Is it okay if I head off then? I thought you were meeting him at half four. I am, but I'm dying to see the new footage. So just to be on the safe side... Go on then. The Cecil B. DeMille of Florence Road. Ah, brilliant. Great way to end the sequence. You like it? When I grow up, this is definitely what I'm doing, full time. And Radio Caroline? They've lost the presenter. Okay. Really, I want a job like yours. Travelling, filming, seeing the world. It does if it's good points. It's good points. They're all good points. It's deadly. Enthusiasm is great, Damien, but you mustn't imagine that it's all roses. What part of it isn't? Travelling's not always fulfilling. Living in hotel rooms can be lonely. Yeah? Occasionally. And there are struggles over artistic control, budgets. Maybe if you met someone nice, she could travel with you. Or you could have a family to come home to. I reckon I'm too much of a confirmed old bachelor by now. You're not that old. Thank you for that ringing endorsement. And now, before you start matchmaking, let's plan how we film tomorrow's swimming race. Okay? Okay. Dickie Rock is playing in Woodbrook tonight. Ho, 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 off dancing again, girls, what? Well, I could be persuaded. What do you think, Liz? I thought we might go to the pictures. Sure, we can go to the pictures at home. Come on, it's our last few days. Be God, you're a terror for the ballrooms. You must have some fellas stashed away up there. A chance will be a fine thing. Besides, you'd run a mile from half the fellas at the dances. Oh, yeah, but what about the other half? Some of them are nice, all right, but the others treat the girls like they were in a cattle market. But you can always refuse them. The woman has the power. She can say no. For what it's worth. The woman calls the shots in the end. Am I right, Liz? Yes. I suppose she does. Finished your filming, Damien? Yes, that's it for today, Grandad. Uh, how was your confession? Ah, game ball. Lovely priest. Not a bother. Well, Eddie, did you get 20 rosaries for your penance? <laughs> Not a bit of it. Just got off with one decade. Giving him time for a couple of pints before joining us. Well, I'm just so glad he went. Now, I have two sandwiches, love, before starting on the cake. Yes, ma'am. Well, for an old sinner, you got off lightly, what? Sure, there's worse than me knocking around. I suppose that's one advantage of your lot, Hazel. No confession. Our lot? Protestants. You can do what you like and never have to tell it in confession. Protestants are Christians, Jerry. So to say we can do as we like, quite frankly, it's nonsense. Oh, is it? Quite frankly. Yes, actually. I uh, see Ian Fleming died yesterday. Only 56 years old. Who? 
Ian Fleming, the creator of James Bond. James Bond? Well, I hope Mr Fleming's conscience was clear. How do you mean, Peggy? Father McGrorty, our parish priest, was talking recently about the bad example in so many films today. No morality at all. Good for him. Nice to see some people lying to their church and its teaching. Why don't you just come out and say it, Jerry? Sorry? I'm sick of you sniping and you're half-joking, holy and earnest jibes. And what jibes would they be? You know damn well. You're forever getting at Mike and me when it's none of your business. Well, that's where you're wrong, Miss High and Mighty. It's every Catholic's business to be concerned about these things. Your arrogance almost matches your ill manners. Does it? Well, let me tell you that a soul's eternal salvation is more important than some phony politeness. And if you think I'm going to sing dumb while a member of the family turns traitor, you have another thing coming. Turns traitor? You're just a narrow-minded bigot. You, you make me despair. If you ever, ever upset Hazel like that again, I won't be responsible for what I do. Oh, for goodness sake. Sheila. I'm going after them. Oh, well done, Jerry. Well done. I never did find out exactly what was said, but I was glad that my mother was the one to show concern for Hazel and Mike and to pour oil on the troubled waters. And I was glad, too, that for once Jerry was left feeling a bit out on a limb. A lot of diplomatic endeavour must have taken place after that. Maybe Jerry even apologised, because the next morning, everyone was studiously polite. It was as though everyone wanted to pretend that the row had never happened, and that all was well, when behind the smiles, the tension was still palpable. But, like most kids, I had a limited attention span when it came to adults and their complicated ways. And besides, I was more concerned with the fact that tomorrow we were going home, and today would be the final day of filming. Cut. Okay, we'll go with that. It's hard to believe that it's all nearly over. It felt weird this morning being filmed, pretending to leave the digs. Films are often shot out of sequence. I'll really miss all this. You'll do it all yourself someday. I'll... I'll miss you, Mr Macy. I'll miss you too, Damien. But we'll keep in touch. What about Liz and Mary and Peggy? What about them? Will you keep in touch? To let them know of the films being shown on Scottish television? I have their address. If it's being broadcast, I'll mail them. I wish... I wish we weren't all splitting up. It's the way of the world, Damien. But we won't be entirely. We're all joined together on film forever. And I'll always remember this time with affection. Me too. Right now, though, let's go to work. OK. All right, folks, sorry to keep you waiting. I told you we'd earn our money. The last place we want to film you is on the Miner's Road. We're doing a couple of jeep shots from the far end of the valley. But that won't take long, so if you'd be good enough to head off now... No rest for the wicked. See you later, Liz. And that was the last day I spent with Austin Macy. Yeah? He flew back to the States the next morning. We wrote to each other for a while, then I lost contact and I never saw him again. Too bad. So what happened to the others? Well... Mike became a Protestant and Liz had a termination, right? Mike remained a Catholic. Really? He sounded like he had more backbone. Mike wasn't lacking backbone. And that day in Glendalough, it was the end of filming, but it wasn't the end of the story. How do you mean? There was one more scene that day. Liz! Hazel, are you... are you okay? Okay wouldn't really be the word. What's wrong? I'm... I'm pregnant, Hazel. Oh. It's been a nightmare, a living nightmare. Right, and... And the father? He's gone. To him, I was probably just another silly girl who, who'd drunk too much. It was my first time ever, and I'm pregnant. Oh, I'm really sorry, Liz. But 
It has happened to lots of people. It needn't be the end of the world. As for me, Mummy's dead religious. Her job is working for nuns. If she knew the shame would kill her... Maybe she'd be more understanding than you think. No, it would destroy her. It's good of you to be concerned for her. But you've got to think of yourself, too. That's why I'm upset, Hazel. Yes? It's what I've planned, what I need to do. It's the best course, but it's a huge step. Are you... Are you thinking of an abortion? That would solve so many problems, but I just can't do it. I can't. So, what are you planning? I've no money. I've no husband. I'd, I'd have no place to live. I... I I have to give it away. For adoption? No. I wouldn't know what sort of people had got my baby. I... Hazel, would you... Would you and Mike take it and raise it as your own? Liz. Please. Liz, I... You... You hardly know me. I know you well enough to know you really want a child. I know you're kind and gentle and that Mike's a good man. I know you give my baby all the all the love and affection it deserves and that I can't give it. Oh, Liz, it's, it's taking someone's baby. It's not that simple. We can make it simple. I swear, I'll never, ever come looking for it. It would be your child forever. And it would mean the world to me knowing it had a good home. I really want a baby, Liz, but I... Then take mine. Please, take it and love it. It would mean so much to know it was cherished. And it would give you the child you want. And Mike wouldn't have to change religion. Oh, say you will. Hazel, please, say you will. What would your family say? I mean... They'll never know. Mrs Butler is getting me a, a job in a friend's hotel in Arklow. I'll work there till the baby comes. Mrs Butler? I told her what happened. She's been brilliant. Oh, Hazel... I know I'll be heartbroken to give my baby away, but I want the child to be loved and wanted. I looked after. Please take it and love it and make it your own. I, I don't know what to say, Liz. Say yes. Say yes, Hazel. I'm begging you. Say yes. Yes, then. Yes. Another coffee? Ah, oh, no, I'm fine, thanks. So, Hazel and Mike took the baby? No one in the family ever knew. The Shaws went back to Glasgow the next day and we never saw them again. Grandad came to live with Jerry and Kathleen and we all got on with our lives. And everyone was delighted when Mike and Hazel succeeded in adopting. So, when did you find out the truth? Last Saturday. After our first meeting, I went to see Hazel. Yeah? It was only when I spoke about a follow-up documentary that she told me the truth, to dissuade me. And no one else ever found out? The deal with Liz was that no contact would ever be made, and that Hazel and Mike, for their part, wouldn't tell anyone. Wow. They've all got other lives now. We can't go rummaging. We wouldn't have to rummage. That's what it would seem like to them, Mark. We could do it without a reunion, and there's no need to refer to pregnancy or adoption or anything. The baby that Liz had, she's my cousin now, and she's married with children of her own. She doesn't know. Just that she was adopted. And Liz is probably married now as well. And Peggy Shaw could possibly still be alive. She may have buried suspicions. We can't risk bringing all that to the surface now. I hear you. But I think, as a family member, you're being oversensitive. 
You'd have one or two secrets you wouldn't be comfortable with yourself, right? Well, yeah, of course, but... Imagine how you'd feel if something you'd buried was in danger of being exposed. If someone wanted to make a programme that touched on it. I see your point, Damien. But you can't run a business that way. Sometimes you can afford a gesture. Think of a 19-year-old who found herself pregnant back then. It wasn't a good time to be a woman. Society wasn't liberal or sympathetic or generous to women in any way. Maybe, looking back, there was someone you might have been kinder to, more generous with. I'm only saying. But you've an opportunity now to be kind in retrospect. Think how glad you'd be if someone knew your deepest, darkest secret, but was generous enough to let you off the hook. You're a sentimental schmuck, Damien. Okay, then. Yeah? Project Scrubbed. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate it. Would have been a good programme. It was a good summer. And we have our memories. Let's settle for that. Secrets was written and produced by Brian Gallagher. The parts of Uncle Jerry and Macy were played by Mark O'Regan. Adult Damien and Vincent, Angus Oak McAnally. Young Maeve and Liz, Mary Murray. Young Damien and Father Farrell, Rory Heading. Mrs Butler and Peggy, Marion O'Dwyer. McCoy and Mike, David O'Mara. Mary and Aunt Kathleen, Elaine Harty. Hazel, Sharon Hogan. Sheila, Claudia Carroll. And Grandad, Maliki McKenna. Sound engineering was by Ross and Dave O'Connor. This programme was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licensing fee. Secrets was produced by Brian Gallagher and funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.